Hi, welcome to the Inside Strategic Coach Podcast with me, Shannon Waller, and Dan Sullivan. Dan, I'm excited because this is an expression that you've used for years in coaching with the team and with our clients. And that is that you said you're always on the winning team or on the learning team. Yes. So there's no losing in this particular model. And I actually find myself quoting it to people. I did it today. I did it yesterday. I did it the day before. And it's been such a useful model because I think people, if they're not winning, feel like they're losing. And you have a way of flipping that. So let's define what the winning team and the learning team is. Well, winning has some metrics to it. So the most obvious are income and profitability. That's what keeps you in the game. I said, if you use a casino They won't let you be at the table if you don't have chips. Well, in the entrepreneurial world, you can have a wonderful idea and you can have tremendous vision, but you got to see the revenues and you got to see the profits or they don't let you in the casino and they don't let you play at the table. They boot you out. Entrepreneurism is a wonderfully honest activity because you get a report card at the end of every 30 days or 31 days. And it doesn't matter what kind of game you think you're playing. If the money's not coming in, some of that money is surplus money that you can use to reward yourself and also to invest back in the company and develop the teamwork and the resources and the technology in the company. You're not winning. But here's the thing, say you have a month when you're losing, well, the truth of that is it's emotional when you're not getting the money you want. It's a very emotional thing. So if you're a really, really long-term, constantly growing, constantly successful entrepreneur, you're not having an unending winning streak. You have sometimes when you lose. It could be a particular project, it could be a particular setback, it could be a particular opportunity that didn't pan out, a breakdown, it could be a breakdown in the system. And this generally, initially, is a very, very negatively emotional experience. And what happens then is that you are faced with a decision of what you're going to do with the negative emotion. And what I've seen is that the real winners here and this is a deeper level of winning, it doesn't matter what happens in their entrepreneurial business, whether it's a sudden breakthrough that seems like a huge success or whether it's a breakdown where you feel like it's a setback, it's all learning, it's all learning. What I mean by that is some part of what you did worked and some part of what you did didn't work and you take full value from what did work and you reinforce everybody who was involved with that and said, well, we did well here, we did well here, we did well here. On the other hand, there are some things that we definitely have to go back and rethink. We have to go back to the drawing table. We have to make some changes. We have to make some improvements. We gotta jump to another level of skill and knowledge and primarily mindset, how we're approaching things, and that's all learning. Winning is actually less emotional than learning, okay? Because learning is usually triggered by something that didn't work, okay? And the most dangerous situation for individual entrepreneur is that they're continually winning, but they don't have any insight into what they're winning, and they don't have any insight to why they're winning, 
and uh, all of a sudden they lose and they get blindsided by something. But since they've never gotten in the habit of examining what worked and what didn't work, it could be a fatal setback. They could just be knocked completely out of the game that they're playing. And you see that a lot where there's been long growth markets in particular industries. And you don't really have to do very much except show up in an industry because it's like a salmon run. You just swat anywhere and you get a salmon. So everybody thinks this is really easy. I don't even have to think about my business. My business just makes money for me. And there are situations where that happens. The problem is that when the setback comes, it's going to be devastating to the person. It's like the protective parenting where they don't allow children to have negative experiences. They don't have winners and losers in their games. People just participate. Well, it's not setting you up for life at all. Okay, And everybody, when they start their entrepreneurial career, they're kind of like a child. They haven't really experienced all the different things that can happen to you. And you have to have an emotional capability for any kind of entrepreneurial situation. The one thing is to profit from losing, to profit from setbacks, to profit from breakdowns, and to see them as a reward, the learning that you do by transforming negative experience is actually as much of a reward for your future development as actually winning, where you're making money and you're making profits. So I see the whole spectrum of entrepreneurial experience as it's got two dials to it, and part of it is clearly winning in terms of revenues and profits and market share and doors opening, your credibility going up. The other part of it is when it's not registering positive on the dials, that you can flip over to another way of thinking and saying, well, we're in the learning phase right now, and this is going to be just as much a payment and just as much a reward as the money side. And I've been through bankruptcies, I've been through divorce related to my business, you know, the stresses and strains of my business, and I've been through seven downturns since the early 1970s, you know, where the economy just went down. And there's nothing now that can throw me so badly that within 24 hours I haven't switched into learning mode. And I said, okay, we're in a new phase here. The tide was going out, and now the tide is coming in. I have to have different strategies. I have to have different approaches. Shannon, it's a real pleasure to be to the point in my entrepreneurial career that there's no experience that's so bad that I can't do something useful with it. Mm-hmm. And that's a learning mindset. So I talk to all the entrepreneurs every 90 days. I have 500 of them that I coach. And I'm always amazed with the positive courage that so many of them have that, yep, I got hit and, you know, learned something new here. You know, if I step back, I could have prepared better for this. I'm noticing some breakdowns in my system that we can now fix because this has been exposed by the negative situation. And so we're going to come out of this smarter. We're going to come out of this more capable We're going to prepare better next time. We're going to do deeper research. 
we're going to start using filters to filter out whether this was a good situation or bad situation, good relationship, bad relationship, good approach, bad approach. And we're getting smarter from this. So all this getting smarter, and we're not getting the numbers that we were looking for, but when this learning that we're going through takes hold, the numbers are going to be much, much bigger in the future as a result of this experience. That's someone who's operating from, they're either on the winning team or they're on the learning team, and there is no other experience except winning and learning. I love that. There's a couple of things I haven't heard you say this before. The importance of having an emotional capability to handle any kind of entrepreneurial situation Mm -hmm. so you can profit from losing, which is a great way to say this, setbacks and breakdowns. Mm -hmm. So that's really powerful. Now, can anyone really lose? I mean, is that that a scenario? How does that play out? Yeah. I don't want to include that in the formula because my whole thing is to fill up the whole board with a very, very positive response, whether it's you're enjoying the successes and you're celebrating the successes. And you should be learning from your successes, too. You know, in other words, people who are successful continually put themselves in a dangerous position because they can go on autopilot. Yes, they Uh, can get complacent. They can get get very, very complacent. They can get sloppy. They can become Mm non-alert to what's actually happening to them. They think one thing's happening out in the world, but something new is actually happening in the world, and they don't pick up on it. But the big thing, there are losers in this game, and the losers are non-learners. They don't learn from their success, and when they have a setback, they don't learn from the setback. What they are is blamers. Oh, yes. The moment you start blaming, you're a loser. The moment that you start criticizing, the moment you start complaining, you're a loser. When you become an entrepreneur, if you're a pure entrepreneur, one of the great mindsets that you can assume at that point is that for the rest of my life, I give up blaming. I give up blaming altogether. And the reason is you don't learn anything from blaming. Automatically, by blaming, you've cut off your ability to learn because, first of all, you're giving away all your power to someone outside of you. In other words, you're a victim, and there's no learning in victimhood. So you have to have an attitude that no matter what happens to me, I'm taking 100% responsibility for what happens. I'm taking 100% responsibility for my winning, that we make the best use of our winning. I'm going to take 100% responsibility for our defeats and breakdowns because that's where all the learning is, and I don't want to give away any of my learning to the negative emotion of criticizing, complaining, or blaming. Wow, that's so true and very articulately said. Thank you. Dan, one of your concepts from the very beginning has been the value of learning from negative experiences. Mm -hmm. In fact, you call it the greatest teacher. Mm -hmm. Because as you said, we can get comfortable and unaware when things are always working. But some of our greatest lessons come from when we had to wake up. Yeah. Well, you get blindsided. You know, there are things that blindside you. You're going along and you're anticipating that one thing happens and just the opposite happens. And your whole system is shocked and you're really on high alert. You know, I've just noticed that when things don't work, I feel an adrenaline rush and all my senses, all of a sudden I'm wide awake and everything. And after a while, I began to examine those situations. And I said, you know, It's kind of painful, but on the other hand, I've got an enormous amount of energy 
available in those moments. All I have to do is flip it from negative to positive. And some of my greatest breakthroughs has come out of properly, in my thinking, properly transforming the negative energy of a breakdown into the positive energy, the creative energy of a breakthrough. So I said, well, this is a real skill, and it means that everything bad that happened to me in my life, you know, I interpreted it as bad when it happened. I said, was actually a learning experience, and I've squandered some of them. You know, I've moped about things for a couple of weeks, kind of felt sorry for myself, and I said, you know, you were a loser. You're a real loser there. And what you lost was the ability to learn. You could have taken that breakdown or setback, defeat, failure. You could have taken that and shifted it into some major new strategies, new understanding of how the world around you works, and instead you wasted a couple of weeks. You weren't winning and you weren't learning. So anybody who's spending time not winning and not learning is a loser. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And one of the other things that comes out of this particular model is that when you get hit by that circumstance, when you get blindsided, you feel very reactive. Mm-hmm. But the alternative is to flip it into something positive, which is being creative. And I love the fact that reactive and creative have exactly the same letters in the word, only rearranged. Yeah. <laughs> Just like you're thinking. Transformed. Needs to be transformed. transformed. Yeah. So you're starting with exactly the same letters, but by rearranging them, you're changing it from a negative to a positive. I mean, there's some wonderful things that happen with language, and that's one of them. And it's just rearranging some letters, and you can turn, you know, it's your mindset to transform, which actually allows you to take any kind of experience and turn it into a learning experience. But you have to be taking 100% responsibility. Entrepreneurs really can't blame anybody for something bad that happens to them because nobody forced them to be an entrepreneur. I mean, if there's a pure decision that comes from the inside in life, it's to be an entrepreneur because the society is set up, if you're reasonably smart and skilled, you can work for somebody else. You don't have to go off on your own into the marketplace. So my feeling is the moment you step out of the normal way of making a living in life and you step outside into the entrepreneurial world, you got to check all the blaming at the door. You got to check all the feeling sorry for yourself at the door. I mean, it may be painful, but learn to do things with your pain. Learn how to take your pain and turn it into new things. And I'm really deeply admiring of entrepreneurs who can do this very, very quickly and almost instinctively. But they got there because they had a number of situations where they could have gone negative and they didn't go negative. And for a while, it's really, really tough. But you say, you know, as painful as this is, as tough as this is, there's a unique value in what's happening to me right now. And my job is to take it from something that's only happening on the inside of me and translate it into real new value creation outside of me. It's a unique skill, and it's ultimately what really rewards you for your choice of being an entrepreneur at all levels that we take people in Strategic Coach. I'm really proud because I think after more than 40 years of being a coach, I've gotten really, really, really good at this, and I do it almost instantaneously. Mm -hmm. You don't say stuck and reactive. 
The other sense that I have, just as we wrap up, is that as you look forward to the future, even if there is a setback, first of all, you don't anticipate that things will always work, which is probably a very intelligent <laughs> decision to make. But also, you know, there's a resilience that that builds in. When you know that you can flip a circumstance and you can look for the positive and look for the lessons, all of a sudden the future is not scary because mm. you know that you're either winning or learning and hopefully both at the same time. And so that, to my mind, leads to a very optimistic and much more expansive future. Yeah, I think the other thing does is that you become more and more comfortable with the notion that the future is going to be surprising and unpredictable. See, when you're fearful of certain types of experiences, you try to make the future predictable so that those negative things can't happen. But if you internalize and develop an internal ability that regardless of what happens, I'm going to turn it into something that's a creative breakthrough then you lose that need to make the future predictable. And you're happy with the surprises because every surprise, you've developed the ability, whether it's a happy surprise or a negative surprise, that you've learned how to transform it into something even better. So I've been around entrepreneurism for a long time personally and then in a position to coach really great entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs with this ability to either be winning or learning are the freest human beings on the planet. I mean, nobody has greater freedom because there's nothing bad, really, that can happen to them. Mm, I love that. So, Dan, you've talked at the beginning about how to do this. So I just want to finish this off for people listening. And that is that, first of all, you write down in any situation what worked, if you want to learn from it. Then you write down what didn't work. And then what? What are the next couple of steps that people can take to transform Yeah, well, it's just two columns. Worked, didn't work. And you always do work first because if you've taken a hit, your confidence is down a little bit. And you got to show it wasn't 100% bad. There was a percentage. It could have been 50% of it was really good. And you want to reinforce what was good and say, you know, that we keep. And then you come over to the other column and you say, but we have to improve here, we have to improve here, this has to get better, this has to get better. And then that gives you the raw material. You've got confidence now and you've got insight. And then you move down and you say, okay, these are the changes we now have to make. We're not exactly ever going to be in this situation again, but there are certain capabilities that we can develop that will be extraordinarily useful in the future. And now is the perfect time to start working on them because we still have the emotion from the experience as fuel that we can make really, really rapid progress right away if we get on this right now. Fantastic. Thank you. This has been very insightful. I can't wait to share it with everyone. I want to have really be on the winning team or the learning team because it is a mindset. It's a way of looking at life that I find very positive. It makes me unafraid of the unpredictable. And now everyone knows how to take action on it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Shannon. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe on iTunes and be sure to check us out at strategicpodcast.com. dot